Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Soju Chronicles. I am Nat. I don't know why I do this. I literally hit record and then I decided to take a bite of my food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nikki. And we are Soju Chronicles. And we honestly, yes, we're here to talk, you know, animes and dramas, mangas, books, blah, 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 blah. But really, we're just here to have a good time and talk about the things that we love. So we're happy that you're here. We're happy that we're here. Or don't love. Or don't love. I mean, sometimes it does become a rant fest, not gonna lie. But anyways, let's start as normal with what we're drinking. What are you drinking? Um, today, well, first of all, I like to acknowledge that if I sound a lot less crystal clear than usual guys it's because we were having a lot of technical difficulties we were um it's been a long day of technical difficulties okay and i cannot find my adapter to plug in my microphone so i'm i'm a pauper today and i'm using my headphone microphone so i apologize but anyways so i am drinking syrah vodka spritz this watermelon kiwi flavor it's made with vodka, sparkling water, natural flavors, and certified colors. What the fuck does that mean? Anyways, it's 7% alcohol, and it's 355 milliliters. And let's see. The only little thing it says is made with vodka from fine French grapes. Natural flavors. Gluten-free. No artificial sweetness. Please recycle and drink responsible. It's really Aww. good. I love them. They're, like, so, they're like really, like, refreshing. And they get you a little nice buzz, you know, if you drink enough of them on an empty stomach. So, yeah. (laughs) Are you drinking it on an empty stomach? No. As as was stated earlier, as was stated earlier, as we were introducing ourselves, I am eating right now. You took a bite. No, but you took a bite. That's different from, like, I'm really asking if you ate earlier today. You know, like, breakfast and lunch, since it is 9 (laughs) o'clock. Um, That's what I'm no, this, I'm eating dinner right now. I, okay. I had something to eat at like uh, 10 o'clock. And so now this is like my other meal. Wow. So if if my words get slurry, guys, just give the food some time to soak in. Soak up the alcohol <laughs> that I've been drinking, okay? Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So I am actually, I was trying to finish that um, blue curacao that we used for like a drink, a couple drinks ago for our book club mm-hmm. and I just mixed it with this I had like the zero sugar drink like it was like a mango Do you know, know I finished it like about two months ago because <laughs> I had like a no 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 not, not by myself Jeez. okay okay we had like a um a party I had a party to go to and they were like Nikki make me make a drink for us and so I mixed it with like some grenadine and some other things to make a purple drink. So yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. I mean, I just, as I said, I'm drinking the McGinnis one. And I mixed it with um, some, as I said, it's like this zero sugar drink. I don't know if McCain makes it or something. I don't know. Like, honestly, I didn't even get it because it was zero sugar. I got it because it was on sale. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't anything that serious. Uh, oh, it's Minute Maid. There you go. And um, yeah, I just mixed them more of the blue curacao of course and then the orange the drink or whatever that drink is and i mean yeah. blue curacao isn't even alcohol girl 
I mean, I don't even know. It said that there was alcohol in it on the bottle, on the label. So what, I was like, like okay. Like, what, like two, like 2%, 10%? I think it's like 10, yeah, or something like that. But Anyways, um, good for you. Listen, that's all I had in my fridge, okay? So it was either that or tea. So <laughs> I did not, not go tea. to the liquor store. I did not go to the liquor store, so I don't have anything in my fridge I'm sorry I'm sorry uh yeah okay let's move on move on and get into it anime and um yeah anime I am still watching Naruto and I've been calling it Shippuden and it's like Shippuden I didn't discover this until like I started literally just zooming through some of these episodes okay so So, yeah, so it's Shippuden. That's what I've been watching. And let's see, what arcs have I been watching? Because, listen, I feel like these arcs are getting a lot smaller, so it's kind of hard to navigate. And then there's all these breaks. It actually reminds me of, like, when I was watching Bleach during the um, Lust arc, which is when they were fighting the Arankars. Arankars? I can't remember how you pronounce it. But anyways, they were fighting them, and... In between, like, the battle with Aizen and shit, they would have these random, like, filler arcs. And you're like, but I just want to see them fight Aizen and finish this in this fake Tarakura town. Like, I don't understand why now I'm watching a random fucking 20-episode arc where Ichigo, you know, his sword is alive and is trying to kill him. Like, I just didn't get it. But apparently, like, it might be a big three thing because that's also what Naruto has done. <laughs> because during the arcs where they're dealing with the actual war like the fourth shinobi war there are just these random fucking arcs that have nothing to do with nothing but they're like in here for some weird reason so i think the last time i did this i talked about the kages and they met together and they're all like let's go to war against Madarak Uchiha because he is the worst and he was like aha i'm evil so yeah i'm gonna fight you guys and so he's working with Kabuto, who took over some cells of Orochimaru after Sasuke killed him, quote unquote, because I mean, nobody stays dead in this fucking thing, so whatever. So Kabuto is where he wanted to be all along with Orochimaru inside of him, I guess, because that's, that's the type of relationship I'm pretty sure that they have. And so he's all weird and he has all the snake stuff that Orochimaru had, and he's been using the reanimation jutsu, and so he has been reanimating people. And for whatever goddamn reason, he's been animating people, like, obviously he's strong people, you know, like the Seven Great Swordsmen and former Kages and stuff like that, but also just random people just to fuck with people. Like, why did he reanimate um, Tsunade's ex-boyfriend who died, the man Dan that she wanted to spend her rest of her life with? Like, why did he animate that man just to fuck with her? Like, he, I was just like, yo, that's petty as shit, but that's what he did. Uh, and so that happened and then they had like these random weird fucking general arcs where one arc was like naruto so basically because madara uchiha is trying to like his final thing is to get all the tailed beasts together and and to like put them back together because they used to be one before they were separated into nine and so he wants to put them all together again and so 
the reason so he's after the other tail beast so basically there's only two left there is naruto who's the nine tail and then there is killer b the rapper who is the eight tail and so mm-hmm. they're like okay so they tell b the truth they're like listen madara is crazy he's gonna try and get you because he done sucked up all these other fucking tail tail these tails beasts so you just need to be hidden away in this barrier where they can't find you He's like, word, I get it. I mean, he probably did say word because he's a rapper, so whatever. And <laughs> they knew they couldn't they knew they couldn't tell Naruto's stupid fucking ass that. So they told him, like, yo, you have this S rank mission. You're gonna do this ecological study on this island and blah blah blah. So there's this like filler arc where they're going to the island and you know, random shit just happens, whatever. And then there's an the arc when he's on the island, which is kind of filler, but kind of not. It, depends on the episode or whatever but anyways he's there and basically killer b teaches him how to be like one with kurama who's like uh the nine-tailed um beast and so he's trying to teach him how to like harness his powers and be cool with him whatever and then naruto um there's like another seal thingy in him that awakens his mom so he gets to meet with his mom and we get to see what happened when um the tailed beast had like escaped and killed all those people and she died and you know they put the beast into naruto so basically what happened that night was that when you're a um when you're a tailed beast uh, or was it jichiriki jiruchi jirinki okay i can't remember the name of it but when you um host a tailed beast you are strong you have all these powers whatever but if you're a woman Basically, your control over the tailed beast decreases when you're pregnant and leading up to childbirth, right? So mm-hmm. that's when you're the weakest, and that's when people can kind of come in and be like, ooh, I want that tailed beast. Because, you know, it's a weapon of mass destruction, so why not? So she was pregnant, and basically they tried to, like, everybody knew she was pregnant. So that was, like, not the problem. The problem was that, obviously, they didn't want people to be around when she was giving birth. So they had this whole secret thing. They had Andrew there, whatever. Obviously, you know... Madara finds out because Madara was looking for the tail beast at that time. And so he's like, this is my best time to get the, ten, the nine tails because the nine tails, like the more tails it has, the more powerful it is. So he goes in, he murders all these people. He attacks her after she gives birth. And she's basically, she, she had been dying from time because like you don't survive when they take the tail beast out of you unless you're Gara and that old lady sacrificed her life for you, whatever, like there's no way you're going to survive when they take the toe beast out of you so she's dying and we see Monado fighting and he's actually kind of badass he's the fourth hokage at this time you know everything's great and then it got kind of weird like so i was trying to make sense of it because i'm like why would you both like how did you both die because i assume that they both died very quickly and like basically like with the last of their strength they put the build the beast into naruto sort of like and then like you know faded away but that's not what happened here so she was dying and she was basically going to like her power from her she's she's the uzumaki right and her the uzumaki clan they have like these incredible reserves of power of chakra which is why naruto never runs out even with like even if he didn't have the tail beast he wouldn't run out so basically she has like this huge amount of like power and they're really good at sealing things so that's why she was chosen to come to Konoha to be the new Jinchuriki. That's what the people are called when they host a beast, Jinchuriki. So she 
she's not even from Konoha, but she decided to do that and she found a way to be one with the beast because she fell in love with Minato, blah, 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 blah. So she's like, okay, I'm dying. Let me chain this beast and we'll both die together. And then like, obviously the tail beast doesn't really die, but it, it goes silent for a bit and then it will reemerge. And that way we can stop whatever's going on. So, but then Minato's like, no, I don't want to live without you, even if it means taking care of our baby son. So I am going to seal this beast into our infant son. It's going to kill me because the jitsu that is needed to do it is like one that kills the person who does it. But I'm going to choose to die because I believe in the prophecy that says that somebody it doesn't say our son, but it says somebody will be the one to, you know, defeat Madara Uchiha and save the world. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to sacrifice my life, even though I'm not dying. Like, he wasn't dying at all at this point, okay? He's like, <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice my life and my future with my son to die with you and leave our son alone. And at that moment, I was sitting there like, what the fuck <laughs> is even going on here? Because at that point, I'm like, okay, Minato, you are the fourth Hokage. You are supposed to be willing to put your life on the line for Konoha. And then your family. Like, that's how that's supposed to fucking work. Because the third Hokage, the, yeah, the third Hokage, Mr. Sarutobi himself, he actually had his wife deliver your baby. His wife is dead now. But he's still doing his job. Because that's what he has to do as, as, you know, a former Kage. So I was sitting there like, okay. So they're doing this, they're doing this. Kuruma, the nine-tailed beast, is like, ah, nah, I'm not going in this baby. I'm free. Let me do my thing. So he goes to kill the baby Naruto, and they both jump in the way, and his nail is really long and sharp, and it stabs through all both of them, and they start to die. But then once again, they're still not dying, because Minato's like, let's say final words to her son and she's talking for like 30 minutes and i'm like how's nobody dead yet <laughs> like, how is nobody <laughs> dead at this point like i don't even know i don't even know so she it, it, i think it was supposed to be like cute and quirky because his mom krishna is like cute and quirky and i'm like no this is stupid like this is really really dumb like they should have died like this whole thing lasted like two three episodes they should have died from time like it was crazy to me when i was watching it right so then um obviously they sealed the baby the the nine tails into the baby abandoning their son purposely by all accounts here and yeah that's the story and but naruto of course is all like you know he's happy to see his parents which you know it's good it's cute it's fine and um then he's on this island and basically, they send a whole bunch of people to keep him there, but nobody can keep him there because by this point, Naruto's super overpowered anyway. So, like, what's going on? Um, and so, the last resort is Uruka, and they're like, they made Uruka try to convince Naruto to stay, but Naru like Uruka's like, um, I know Naruto, he's not going to stay here. He's not. He doesn't want people to sacrifice themselves for him. Blah 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 blah. So he like leaves a little note, and he's like, I know you're gonna do what you want to do. Just know that I love you and I believe in you. Blah 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 blah. And so Naruto goes to the war and basically a lot of other things that's going on is like the war is going on obviously and they have all these like you know divisions and like garo's the commander-in-chief and uh thankfully thankfully they don't have any teenagers in the room when they're making big decisions 
it's actual adults this time. I was surprised. I was actually pleasantly surprised about that, to be honest. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so, yeah, um, we had the Inoshiko Cho. They had to fight Asuma because, you know, Asuma had died, but he was reanimated too because Kabuto just loves to fuck with people. And so they had to fight him again. And Ino was fantastic. Ten Ten was amazing. Ten Ten used one of these master like feather things. I don't know. It was like one of the bad guys' weapons that are like the supreme, one of these supreme weapons. She mastered that in like two seconds. And honestly, she didn't have like poor chakra control. She could have been like real badass on the field. But you know, they don't let women to win in this show unless they're Sakura. And even then, she's still a loser. So you know, it is what it is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's. So basically, the bad guys that they're fighting are not just the reanimated, um, like, shinobi, people that they know. It's also these beings called White Zetsu, who's, like, the being is Zetsu, and then he splits himself into these white forms and this black form. But it's, like, a black and white form, so I don't know why they call it black form, but whatever. Anyways, so um, Kiba called them white guys, so I'm going to call them white guys, too. So they had the like they had like a hundred thousand of these white guys, okay, and that's who they're fighting on the battlefield, right? And so um, <laughs> uh, that's kind of going on. And then I mean, the war itself is actually kind of interesting and in seeing like all these different shinobi because it's like an allied force of the different like kingdoms, I guess. So you get to see like different people work together who never really work together, and they're trying to make you care about these people, even though you know like they're probably going to die because they're not like, they're not going to kill anybody that we actually care about. So you know that they're introducing mm-hmm. people who are just like going to be important for like five episodes and then they're going to die. And you're like, Oh, so sad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's basically what's going on. It's, it's like, it's war and it is actually much more interesting than most of the arcs on the show. As I said, because I just like Kakashi is the commander uh, Commander Hatake, and he is fine on the battlefield. Not gonna lie, like watching him work, like watching him do his thing. And Neji's amazing, Tenten's amazing, everybody's amazing, except for Sakura, because she's, I mean, she's just a medic, anyways, doing the medic thing, which is, you know, badass too. I don't even, like, I ought to be fair to Sakura. Sakura's in her element when she's doing her medic shit, you know what I mean? It's just the show tries to make her seem like she's, like, the most eligible woman on that show. Because even there was, like, this this arc, it's like a filler arc, but it kind of ties to whatever. And, like, uh, some guy randomly is like, oh, you're so pretty. And he, he confessed to her with a note. And I'm like, and she's like, oh, but I have somebody. And I'm like, who? Who do you have? What are you even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you and I'm mad. You need to calm down, Okay. But they also reiterated that whole thing too. So I was just like, okay, let's like let's let's be real here. The real bombshells are Hinata, who's also fighting real badass with her crew and with Neji. Her and Neji are doing some some you know tag team kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, do your thing, Hugas. And Eno, we know those two are the babes here. Sakura is not a she's she's all right looking, but she's not like the top girl here. She's not the one who sh- who should be. Like getting Rock Lee and Naruto and this strange dude, and then we end up married to Sasuke. Like, I'm sorry, I just don't believe that. I just don't believe it at all. So that's all I got to say on that. Um, yeah, I'm just like kind of going through. The, like, I'm actually like pulling up the arcs to make sure that I forgot. I know. Oh, so the last arc that I watched is called Power. The only thing I want to say 
okay i understand that like if you combine the both series this is like the it was the 500th episode basically so like oh let's do something special to commemorate it and i'm like okay but not during the war arc one and also the the change in quality between power and the episode before it like this was movie quality i'm like why would you do that like, why would you just randomly, like, I literally wasn't even sure if I was watching Naruto until halfway through the first episode. Because I was like, why does it look like a different show? <laughs> like, it was so weird. Like, I swear to God, like, if you watch Power and then you watch any, like, it's, I guess the arc before it's con- technically, like, fourth Shinobi World War confrontation. And so these are, like, all the little battles kind of leading it up to the climax. Like, if you watch that and then Power, you're like, I'm confused because I was confused. Okay. Uh, but yes. Um, so I'm on episode 298 of 500. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Uh, the only reason I didn't get to 300 is the episode stopped working. I don't know if it was my internet or whatever. So I just like said, that's it for me for today. But guys, my goal, get this shit done as soon as possible. Um, I skipped do. one episode. I skipped one episode and I didn't even skip the whole thing. I just like, I started pulling up what exactly was happening in the fillers. And if they were completely off base and they did not include any, any person that I actually cared about, I just was, I was like, I'm going to skip it or I'm going to like watch enough of it to get the gist and just not watch the rest of it. So I did one episode. I did kind of skip it. I watched half of it. And so I'm very proud of myself. Um, yeah, that's Naruto so far, guys. Honestly, like I complain a lot about Naruto but I've learned that what the problem is is that characters usually start off really good and then they falter into shit and so like except for Rock Lee Rock Lee is like the only character that stays awesome every single time I see him but like yeah that's kind of my problem here because like I'll be introduced to a new character I'm like oh they're badass and then we get through another arc of them and I'm like ooh you're weird this whole thing is weird i don't like it so i'm gonna continue with naruto i'm gonna get it done probably by mid-august i'm very excited very excited and yeah that's it thank you guys thank you (laughs) i don't like like it was like totally an unhinged sort of like explanation of what's been going on so i'm sorry if you I'm kind of confused as well too, as I'm like, <laughs> like trying to recall what's going on through my Twitter thread on Soju. Shout out to the Twitter thread on Soju because it does keep me remembering that I've watched certain things that I have already chosen to forget. So, just throwing that out there. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add in the anime manga section? No. No. I've been a okay. bum, guys. Okay, it's not like it's not that I've been a bum. It's that I was, re- so, you know, Nat knows this, but, like, I was just getting really busy because, like, I had to travel for a wedding, and then coming back, I had to do work, and then last weekend, I was also busy. I just felt that I didn't have the time to indulge. And you guys are going to see this become apparent during this episode. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good, guys. We always have stuff to talk about, so, like, we will be fine. It's all good. All right, let us No, I just meant, like, in terms of, like, I meant in terms of, like, what we do, you know, like, talking about mangas and dramas and books, like, because those are, like, our core, like, topics. I just, I'm just, like, like, today I I was, you know, 
getting ready for my Beyonce concert, <laughs> aka doing my nails. Oh, actually, that reminds me. Let me send you a picture. So I'm gonna show you what I wanted and what I got, and you're gonna see. But anyways, so I was like, when I was doing that, I was like, damn, I really didn't do like any much of anything, and I shouldn't even say much of anything. I didn't do anything. But anyways, that's it for our. I, that's just me giving a disclaimer for everybody as to why I was yeah. a bum. Oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I was a bum last week. That's what. That's actually the only reason I'm not further in Naruto. Because last week, you know, pre-birthdays, you're just like existential crisis every day. So um, I just didn't do much last week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and this week was like, hot as balls. So. <laughs> like, genuinely, like, a, I cannot tell you what I did last week. Like, last week, feels like a blur to me yep me too oh your nose look really really good and they i think they would match oh, the theme of the of the concert too right so, and because i'm having yeah. a jamaican party i'm having a jamaica independence party the following weekend too i'm like it's it's still green so it goes with my outfit like, but look at it yeah. look at look at it like that's what i wanted and that's what i got like did she do a good job yeah, she did a fantastic job. Did right? Very well done. Very steady nice. hands. <laughs> yes. Drama. Okay, yes. I'll go uh, first. Um, okay. And it's only because I don't, I'm only talking about this because I don't want to feel like a bum. <laughs> my goal was to like always finish this before I talked about it. But so first things first, I'm going to describe like, this is going to be an experience for both of me and you guys, like, me, you, and our listeners, because I actually have not, like, looked up anything about this drama, like, I don't know the description, like, I've, I've never read, I just started watching it, you know what I'm saying? Mm, okay, okay. And so, I, like, I don't know, I just started watching it, so, like, I, I was like, ah, okay, but first, I also have to remember the name of the drama. <laughs> Which means I have to go to Vicky. So the name of the drama is dun, dun, dun. It's loading as usual. This is this is why. Gone with the rain. So I'm on episode 16. It is so mm-hmm. we're about to we're about to in, embark on um on learning what this drama is about so far. But let me tell you what. This is so this is we're on episode 16, right? I'm gonna tell you what this drama is about from what I've seen and then we're gonna read the description after and then we're both gonna finally figure out what this drama is actually about okay so yeah when I when I I just pressed play because I like the fe- like the female lead the actress who plays the female lead I really enjoy her I think she's very pretty and I really liked her in everything that I've seen and plus I like her um the second female lead too I've I like I think I I can't remember where I saw the second female lead. I think I saw her. I think it was like in a web drama or something. But I I've, I've seen the fem- the first female lead in like a lot of things. And so I was just like, you know, why not? Um, but yeah. So I started. I pressed play and immediately like I started watching it and I'm like, oh, it's like a, it, I I don't know. It was giving me the vibe of like very. Like, not like, I don't want to say low budget, but like very like, oh, this is not a serious type thing. Because it's a historical. So I was like, okay. So like when I started it, I was like, oh, I got the vibe. 
the vibe is that this is just gonna be one of those like ridiculous because it starts with like the girl like the our female lead like sweeping and then someone bursts through the door and then um the her like aunt is like oh let me like you need to marry this ugly man so that we can have money and she's like no and then the general comes and he's like i'm gonna marry you and then i was very i was like what is going on like because i was so confused right because i don't know what like i just started watching the show so i was like huh and then i quickly realized that it must have been a dream sequence and so then it it like flashed then it like went back and it's like regular time and then she's like she was doing like a um now that I think about it, like, the first episode was just so out of, like, bounds to, like, the rest of the story, but... Okay. She did one of those, like, talking to the camera things, so she's like, mm. yeah, my life, like, I'm Moxie and my life sucks type thing, um, and then she's like, I know what you're thinking, like, female leads should be resilient and they shouldn't lie and they shouldn't steal and stuff like that. She's like, but I have to make a living for myself, like, I have to make <laughs> you know what I'm saying so like she's like walking down and she like haggles and gets like some money as she's walking down the street and then there's like a little girl like a little girl and her mom begging for money and then or food and then she ends up giving them the food that she just want and then she walks away and she stops and she goes I bet that's what she thought I would have done but no I told you I'm not your regular female so she backs up <laughs> so she backs up and then she looks at the, the mom and she's like why are you begging on the street like I will feed your she was like I'll feed I'll give like the, your child some of my food but you need to go get a job just like I can hustle and get this food so can you <laughs> and then she walks away so then we're introduced to like her family and basically that's when we find out that like she is the so she's like the um she's the niece of this like family like this, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're one of they're they're a political family, but they're just like um, what's it called? They're not they're not like very close to the emperor. Like they're just one of those officials that's trying to suck up to people. So this official, mm-hmm. the, the Bai family, is what they're called. So this official, he's trying to suck up to the prime minister, right? And so then we find out that like he's like the main, and then he has a daughter and a son. The son is a bum, of course. As they usually are, all the, and then the daughter, they basically like her and Moshi. They are like besties, like they grow up like sisters, basically. And so they end up going to prime minister, the prime minister's house, and while they're at the prime minister house, um, like Mochi ends up sneaking in because you know she's just lo- she's just she's just that that type of female, just mischief, whatever. But while she was sneaking in she overheard a conversation and they basically said that the only reason why the prime minister was being so nice is because they want to um, sell off the girl to, I, why can I not remember the name? Okay. Oh, Feng Yao, Feng Yao, that's her name. So they want to send, they want to sell off Feng Yao to be the daughter, like the bride of this brutal um, general that is like destroyed, raining rampage on like the town or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. and so when mochi finds out she tries to escape but then like the guards chase her so she ends up hiding away in this like room when she hides away in the room there's a man in there and then she's like oh my god you're the thief that everybody's looking for and then she was like are you good are you about to disrupt the banquet that's happening and he's like yes and then she goes okay good um can you send this letter to my friend since i'm saving your life by not screaming right now 
to let everybody know that you're right here. And then he's like, he gave her a look that I was like, I mean, same, because who is she really? But he was like, go ahead, scream. And then she's, she was literally about to scream. And then he like covered her mouth or whatever. So he, he like, she writes a letter. Um, it's written in her blood. She writes the letter and then um, they end up interrupting the wedding, like interrupting like the acknowledgement of her being a goddaughter, of Fenyao being a goddaughter to become whatever. And because she did that, like she did that by saying, oh, they want you to marry this brute, blah, blah, blah. And immediately I knew that the man in the mask was the brute, right? I was like, oh, duh. right. So after that, they like escape. When they escape, they go... When she leaves, she goes back to the to the place and they're like, oh, that's a close call. But then like pandemonium breaks out and like like a different like they they form like this, like there's like a like a war basically that happened. And the emperor got kicked out of um, the city and he uh, along with Prime Minister Wu. And so then this brute guy, he's the one who's taken over the place as like the bandit guy. Right. And but. So when he's taking over the place, he's forcing all of the officials who he deems corrupt to pay back taxes. So her family, Moshi's family, ends up having to pay back taxes. But then they decided that the best way to suck up to him was to give him Mochi to marry. And then, like, obviously he was already intrigued. So here I am, like, okay, so I guess they're the love story. And I don't, girl is giving enemies to lovers. Like, I'm... Not yeah, it's, that's the it's best. Giving, it's giving, it's giving like, why do I ship this? Like this man literally just be provoking her for fun. But let me. Here's the thing. So here I am, well comfortable thinking. All right, so that's the ship. Except then this other guy comes up, and I there's she spends like eight episodes with this man, and I'm like, oh, that's the ship. But then allegedly (laughs) and And then because I didn't read the description and I don't know like billing wise I really and truly do not know which couple (laughs) is the couple but I do like both of them I can say so maybe she fucks a ghost or he comes back to life I mean those are (laughs) actual possibilities in drama world so yeah so after so after they take over whatever after like um Cheng Wu that's his name after he takes over the that like place um the other guy like he's like being hunted by the army and so like he ends up falling in her place like in her house and so that she nursed him back to help you know good old good old hurt comfort um uh trope so like she nurses mm-hmm. him back to help and they grow close and they're basically like fall like they're definitely like in love but he's like, I am a military man. Like, I'm always going to put my country first. And because of that, I don't want to marry and I'm not going to marry you. And then lo and behold, later on too, after he, like, she helps him escape and then he leaves and he comes back, right? And when he comes back, they run out Chen Yu out of the the city. And so then the other people come over and they take over. And then like, oh my gosh, girl, so much shit happened. Once again, I'm on episode 60. So you know... You know how fast these story arcs move in this show. Right. So like the first right, right. So, like, so one so the first hard arc mainly had to deal with the Bai family like crumbling essentially because what ends up happening after um I can't remember his name, but after that guy he comes back, um he like they reform the government and then um 
the main like the the father so the, the main father he ends up um he was like oh we have arranged marriage no actually the mom the mom is like mom's a fucking cunt but yeah so she arranges like she it turns out that there's like arranged this arrangement between them and of course who is the arrangement between it's between her daughter and that general guy right that military mm-hmm. guy but they didn't know it was the military guy so mochi is like upset when she finds out because like she loves him so much and then she's basically saying like you know she will give up every anything for Fenyao, but she cannot give him up like that's the one thing that she doesn't want to give up because she's already given up so much for her for him and then um but he ends up he turns out the reason why he was there was to break the engagement because like you said he doesn't want to marry anybody blah 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 so then when he leaves to go off to war they have like a they have like a super like intense like goodbye scene or whatever so when he leaves to go to war whatever they just the, the prime minister decides because now that the prime minister's son is basically an idiot he wants um Fenyao to marry him so then they have to come up with a plan so then Mochi goes to our bandit guy and she goes to him and she's like can you help well actually no she collapses on the street because she has not been eating because she's sick lovesick so she collapses on the street and he helps her and then she's like you know she's afraid of this man she's like who the fuck are you? like why are you being so nice whatever so he but she basically convinces him to um help her out and so they help her out by like forging a signature of a like forging a letter but then that letter turns out being like like even everybody knew it was fake but then mochi was able to convince the father like convince his parents that it wasn't fake by basically pushing them into the art like because she gave him this like jade like the bio family jade um token to walk around with and he's kept it with him and when they found, like, when the parents had found, seen him, they saw that token. So then she basically said that that token was given to him by Fenyao. So then when she said that, that's when the emperor decided, okay, we're going to honor that they had a relationship. And so she's unofficially, officially his widow and therefore cannot marry somebody else. So then oh, okay. when that so happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then when that happened, so then um, Fenya was like, I will become a nun for the rest of my life. And her family was like, no, you must marry because, you know, we're poor and we need money. So then they tried to like, hook, like try to get her with someone else. But then the father ends up dying. And then all of his debt collectors come. And then the mom ends up dying. And so then, and then the, the brother runs away with their money. So then it's just Mochi and Fenya. And they end up like selling everything. And then leave in town and move into this different town where um, Fenya became like got a teacher. And as soon as she arrived there, it, it was like, oh, there's something sketchy about this school. So then it turns out that this like place, um, like the empress, like the former late empress used to go there, and she has like a bunch of like secret like secrets that she stored places. And so a lot of like um officials are coming there. So then who does she run into again? The bandit. So I'm like, okay, he's definitely the male lead then. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. You say that, and then next, like the next couple episodes, it's the other dude, and you're just like, oh, I thought he died, but you know, whatever. Oh, it is. Because so here's the thing, right? Because like I never, because like they didn't like they didn't have like much scenes. Like they, when I tell you, it was so heavily focused on the other dude. But yeah, but this arc is very heavily focused on him, and he basically like helps them out, like helps her out. Like, so much shit happens, girl. I can't even tell you all the shit that happens in this arc. But basically, <laughs> to summarize this arc, um, 
the the principal of the school because her family is like her family lost strips was stripped of their status a while back they tried to improve upon their status by bringing like by training some of the girls to become corticians to seduce the officials and then she once she had like this one particular teacher who knew the secret um map that the empress left that can make that can that can find iron to source weapons and so she that's what she's been trying to do and she literally like kidnapped um feng yao because feng yao is like so intelligent and made her like force forcefully like forge the print the empress's signature which then she ended up getting sentenced to death for and so then chen wu he had to like um save them and it was a whole thing but then they were like they had like their cute moments where they're like all locked up and he's like being a macho man and like saving them and even Aww. to the point where one of the one so the guy one of the original girls who who they thought was was dead she like looked at him and was like looked at mochi and was like he's such a good guy like you can tell that he's a very uprighteous like righteous and upstanding man guy and then we started seeing moments of mochi like kind of falling for him so yeah so let's see what this drama is supposed to be about guys <laughs> You know, it's funny. <clears throat> it's funny because I said it's funny because for the most part, that's how we read most books. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I know for, for me, for sure, I don't read, I don't read the back of most of these books. I just, I like, I look at a cover. I'm like, ooh, it looks like it's an alien introduction book. It looks like, you know, um, Omegaverse book, whatever, like, and I'll just read it. And then I'll be like, wait, are these people important? But I've never tried that with a drama. So I think actually I just, might like, I, I might try it. Yeah. I literally just like like I genuinely didn't even know. Okay, so this one says in the early years of Anqing, the young emperor of Jin ascends to the throne. In his quest to monopolize power, Marquis Zhang and Prime Minister Wu provoke the governors of various various states into rebellion, leaving the common people in dire straits amongst amidst raging wars. Inside the capital, Bai Wentang Tai, an official of the sixth rank, as a niece named Moshi and a beloved daughter, Feng Yao, who are caught in the middle. Um, that's not very descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually. I was kind of waiting for like you know more information, but like that. You know what? That is actually going to tie into something I'm going to talk about later about descriptions of the back of books. So there you go. Like, yeah. This is the Vicky yeah. description. In the right. ancient state of Xing, a young emperor named Sheng Zhao has ascended to the throne, but the state has been torn apart by Tumultuous Rebellion, and the rebellion has also left the court in tatters. All sorts of powerful nobles have their eyes on the throne, and the risk of a cube is higher than ever. Meanwhile, the poor folk of the state attempt to make a living out of the land, with their overlords unconcerned with anything other than seizing power. In this harsh world, a young orphan woman named Moshi is trying to avoid an unpleasant fate. Her calculated aunt, the lady of my mansion, threatens to marry her off to the stable keeper. But Moshi is free-spirited and independent, and it is this, this spirit that leads her to become embroiled in one of her aunt's schemes, a plan to gain favor with the government by marrying her daughter Bai Feng Yao to Chen Wenji. Chen Wenji is a military leader who rumor has it is a former bandit. His uncouth ways of earning a bad reputation among the noble ladies. Moshi, who is close to her cousin Bai Feng Yao, tells her that she will help her avoid marriage. 
but interfering with the situation inadvertently lands Moshi in Shen Wendu's path. Will he take a fancy to her instead of her cousin? Could love bloom amongst the chaos? Okay, so I guess he's the male lead. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess at this point, he is the male lead. I mean, we really don't know until you know. But yeah, it sounds yeah. like he is the male lead, though. Okay. I mean, yeah, I would have loved, like, I'm going to definitely try it. I'm going to try to, I'm going to find, like, a random drama on Netflix, and then I'm going to watch it, like, a Chinese one, obviously, because I want, I feel like it's more chaotic with the more episodes it is, right? So I'm going to yeah. try to find one, and I'm going to, like, I'm going to just try to figure out who is what and what's going on and just go from there. So, okay. Sounds like fun. <laughs> but, yeah, it sounds like you're really so enjoying funny. this as well, too. It's so funny, though, because, like, I still, like, I even feel like, like, that description literally just is just what happened in the first arc. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, you don't know what could happen, like, going forward. Yeah. Like, all we know is that there's war amongst the states. That's all I know about this job. <laughs> yeah, anyways. All right. So, um, anything else? Or do we go straight to the real nope. has come? Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, shit. I totally forgot. Yes, we did watch two episodes of that. And yeah. so far, you know, we're at, we're nearing the end, guys. We're almost there. Yeah, we, only have, we only have two episodes left. Yes. And of course, we're going to do a special episode on it so that Nikki and Nikki can fawn over it. So, yeah. you know, we're not going to like, <laughs> we're not going to probably talk about it as much on the show show because we'll have the special episode for it. So just keep an eye out for that. But yes, so we are definitely at the end. And so far, they're a couple. Um... And I mean, I kind of feel like they ran out of story. I feel like they kind of ran out of story because there was like this one. Sorry, I was gonna say there's this one arc where like she gets a pimple, and like that's literally like what's going the running for most of the episode is this fact that she's trying to hide this pimple. So like that tells to me that tells me that you have run out of story and you're just waiting for these 16 episodes to be done at this point. So there's that, and then oh girl, the roommate. She tries to commit suicide. She's passed out. I mean, like, there's a lot going on with her. She's a mess. But she goes to the hospital, and everyone's like, oh, no, she tried to commit suicide. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. And all of a sudden, she gets, like, a personality transplant after that, and she's a nice person again. I don't know. It's weird. Like, it doesn't really make sense to me. It's like she almost died, and all, all of a sudden, every single problem, like, she has real problems, too, you know? Like, her mom and her dad are divorcing, her mom is working, and her mom is, like, pushing her own dream onto her daughter. Her younger sister is, like, hates her life, hates her sister, all this stuff. All of, and she has, like, a dis eating disorder, and she's, like, pressured from the sport that she's failing in, that she's actually aging out of at this point. Like, there's so much going on in her life, but one hospital visit is enough for everything to be okay. You know, like, it's like that song, Be Happy. Don't worry. Like, that's what is going on with her because she she's all of a sudden smiling at everybody. She's she's nice to people. You know, she's okay she's with her like ass. Helping, like, it's weird. She's, like, helping, helping hide him when he's, like, right. cheating. Like, it's crazy. It's it's so Not weird. Like cheating, so, but, like, he snuck into the girl. was in her room. Exactly. Because yeah. he thought that she was, um, Bokju was sick, but she wasn't faking being sick because she had that pimple. So, like, that was part of the story. So, he, <laughs> he, he was, like, funny. Like, it was actually kind of funny and kind of cute. Uh, but, yeah, so he was there. And then they went outside, all three of them, and they were, like, drinking and having a good time. And, like, oh, we're going to come watch you, bef- like, at your, your, your competition. And, like, it was weird, as I said, because, like, 
she she's not even a person anymore. She's just <laughs> she's it's like they put a check mark on her story and that's that's now she's a pot person. That's what it feels like. Uh so yes, that basically is what's going on. I mean, yeah, like, they're and, together. They're yeah, they're they're, they're disgustingly cute together. Uh, like it's at this so, point, like it's so obvious that the ladies were dating. Like it's so obvious the ladies were dating. Like it's insanely obvious. Like I've never watched tell? a show, uh-huh. and it'd be so obvious that the leads are hooking up. You know what I'm saying? Like you could tell that, like. She's probably like, oh, um, we should practice our lines a little bit later. And he's like, okay, you know, <laughs> at your house. Like, that's that's what it's given when you watch them interact in this drama, okay? So, yes, yeah. they're fucking, so, it's like, great. Um, we're at the point now where his mom is returning. That's, like, going to be, like, the arc. The big for, like, story, the next, yes. For, like, the end of the show. Like, the mom returned and then, likely, stuff to do with the competition. Because, you know, we're down to the last two episodes, so. Right, and she she actually has you know things going on in her life outside of having a man, unlike yeah. with some people. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, so the real has come is still happening. It's crazy. It's crazy. We love it. We actually do Got love it. it, which is crazy, so crazier because we're on episode thirty seven or thirty six. But it's yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like. <laughs> What's up is down. What's down is up. What's up is orange. What's down is blue. Like, it's crazy, guys. It's, like, insane. Okay, so... Okay, we did watch the last two episodes yesterday, so those are going to be fresher in my brain, but I'm going to go back but to the episodes before did, that. I do remember the episodes before that, which is yes. basically... Basically, the mom finds out, and she is a terror. Like, she's just like, Absolutely. you must break up with her Absolutely. right now. Like... Everything just kept unraveling, and fucking Sejin just is so desperate and annoying. Pathetic. Um, yes. and she just thinks that everything's wrong. So like for the like, so the mom finds out, and then it becomes like a huge like thing. And Matt and I were just like, we saw them, and they were like, we're gonna re- we're gonna remain strong, and we're gonna work through it, and we're gonna be together. And they went on a date, and then I looked at Matt, and we got a kiss. And yeah, then I love got you. a kiss. We got a kiss and we got a I love you and I was like, she leaving. I was like, she She's leaving. leaving. Yeah, yeah. She did say that. She did say Nikki did say that she was leaving. And then lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, he actually ends up leaving. So her reasoning for leaving is basically that like John Hua ends up turning up at the house and he's just like, it's my baby. It's my baby. And you're, I'm going to force you to be a housewife and live with me, basically, is what he's saying. And I'm going to come here every single day. So in order to protect the people she loves, allegedly, she leaves. And then we have a time jump in, like, the middle of episode, what is it, 35? Five, what, which yeah. episode? Yeah. So we have yeah, an episode. Cause, cause... We... No, 34 maybe, right? No. Because we just finished no, no, no. 36 or we just finished 37? I think we just finished 37. I think we did 36 and 37, oh, okay. right? So it's 35. Yeah. What a, whichever one it was. Basically, she, one there's of a them. time yes. jump. Yeah, she, there's a time jump in the middle of the episode. Um, There's a time jump, like, the couple months to her being, like, ready to give birth. And she ends up giving birth. And she names the baby the name that they picked together. And then yes. there's another time jump. 
um, seven, when the baby's at seven months, and the- <laughs> What are the odds that that is how they run into each other again? Right. Right. Okay, so she's living... Okay, so you have to know, too, that she's living with the uncle's scammer ex who was using him to implant a baby in those rich people so she could extort money from them. So, because uh, both of them were at the train station, at the bus station, and they got on the same bus because they're trying to run away. Uh, so they're living together and she's like, they're basically family at all they have at this point. Right. And so, um, she, Yondu takes baby real and I'm going to call it baby real anyways, because that's the baby that, you know, that's what we're comfortable with the baby's name being. I know Tano, but I'm going to call it baby real because that's their nickname for the baby. So she, Yondu decides that she's, she's been working as like a tutor. Um, teacher kind of thing like basically what she's been doing from time but she was doing it remote so she goes into the city to meet up with the person who used to work under her when she worked at that school because he wants to start his own school and so she's helping him find a location like a new place to live in and so lo and behold of course it happens to be the apartment that Taekyeon is living in that has like a baby room dedicated to real because you know he he never really stopped giving up like obviously you know at this point in time when she shows up is when he has decided he's gonna give up and he's mad at her but leading up to that he was like you know him and the parent the family you know not the mom because you know not his mom not even her mom her mom is being weird but like her brothers and stuff like that they were all trying to like find her and like they were passionate about it and so like he has this room dedicated to her and the baby and so she's in this room and she's like oh it's a nice baby room whatever um because the her her tutor friend guy her coworker, whatever he he had an emergency randomly so he couldn't go so she ends up going in his steed and of course she sees the those matching bracelets you know for baby real mm-hmm. for her and for tech young and she's like oh fuck and then tech young comes in and he's like how like he doesn't see her because she turned around right he's like how dare you come into this baby room you don't know who this house is like you're you know this is the private area blah 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 and she turns around and he sees her and it's like oh yeah you know <laughs> and this is the first time they're so- seeing each other they say a year but yes. mathematically speaking time doesn't matter time months. doesn't exist Time doesn't exist. Um, I have to tell Nikki that many times because time doesn't exist here. And so <laughs> he sees her and he's kind of cold to her because, you know, of course, with everything, she broke his heart. His and, you know, you know, me, I usually try not to be on the side of men because they're men. But I got to be team, team take young in this situation because she's, all the way. she's just making he's, things difficult for herself for no reason. For no reason. No reason at all. I mean, I do, I do understand what she thinks she's doing, you know. Um, and I like, I, I mean, I, I get her insecurities, and like Jocelyn said on Twitter, yeah. like about how you know she, she, she somehow takes it really like she doesn't like to be helped. One, obviously, like from the beginning of the show, we saw that she was the family's breadwinner, and like their success was really dependent on her. It was a lot of on pressure, her. right? So, yeah. yeah, so basically, so like, probably, I get so she doesn't that. know, yeah. 
how to like relinquish that control and lean on other people. And that's what she has to do with Taekyani. And that's why it also took her so long to be like, I know I love you and I want to be with you instead of being like, I'm going to have this baby and leave after three months, which is what she was yeah. trying to say for like 20 episodes. So like, I get it. I do get it. But if we want to show some growth from Miss Yondu, you know, she, she needs to come back to him and actually like make a point to be like I fucked up and I'm stupid like that's what I want to see I don't need her to see her, yeah. her, her knees or anything like that but she does have to acknowledge that she was the one who stopped their happiness in this point right and so she runs into him and then she leaves she forgets her baby bag and then he um, brings it back to her she's at the hospital because her friend <laughs> you know whatever she slipped and fell or something and so she's in the hospital and she has to be there for like a week or something like that so and she but she needs someone to take care of her while she's in the hospital because in korea nurses don't do that shit unless you're rich you have to like your family has to come in and take care of you like they give you sponge baths and stuff like that it's so why she yeah has, it's why the hospitals are so cheap over there right right because they don't do anything you know there's no actual care just like whatever so she's like okay i'm gonna do this for you because you were there for me but lo and behold she can't stay with the baby so taekyung's like okay i'll watch the baby so he has moments with baby real his his daughter who is adorable oh my god baby real is so cute cute. the cutest (laughs) fucking baby i've ever seen on a show today like i every time i see her i'm like you know what i could understand people who get baby fever because she's right, just so right. adorable. She is so cute that you forget and about no offense, all the pregnancy stuff. No offense to one, but like one is the other, the mean. You mean Olive? Well, yeah, but the, his name is Juan. Like that's what they mean. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna call him Olive because that's how I know him most. As you know, I feel I'm I'm part of the family, so I'm gonna call these people these babies by their nicknames here. But they don't. <laughs> They call him his nickname. They literally say one in the show. They called him Olive too, though. A couple yeah, of times before, in like the future episodes. Was, when he was a little, when he was in mommy, bitchy mommy. So, anyways, the point right. that I'm making is <laughs> Olive is not that cute. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that we did all of that for you to be like. The point is the baby's not cute, but baby's real. <laughs> sorry it's so funny okay but you know you're right like that's the thing you are absolutely right baby real is the cutest baby that i have ever seen on a korean television show mm-hmm. she is so cute her cheeks are so chubby and she like when she was smiling at grandma in the car oh my god i was like just i want to pinch those little cute cheeks and i bet you she smells like, smells like baby powder to... oh my god she's so I cute Yes. So um she's at the hospital and then obviously Sojun, Sujung, who is like also one of our favorite people, um, sees her but is not sure. But she does mention it to the family that you know she thinks she saw Yandu at the hospital. Grandma Which is like everybody. Everybody, everybody basically crazy. Everybody comes unhinged and becomes detectives at this point, except for mom. Taekyung's mom she just decides she's gonna be like an angry bitch this whole time so you know whatever and she's gonna set him uh, up on dates and uh, set him up on dates and then also set Sejin up on dates with like which is funny because Sejin has this idea that like she just has to wait for Taekyung to like love her or something I don't know it's so so pathetic it's so pathetic <laughs> Sejin is literally the slave at this point she drops 
food off for Taekyung at his place. She comes every day and brings flowers and, and food to mom who, you know, is like, I'm not feeling well because I'm so sad that Taekyung hates me and I'm angry and all this kind of stuff. And Sejin is just like trying to butter her up. And it's like, for what, ma'am? Taekyung still does not want you. Like at this point, Junha doesn't even want you anymore. So like, ma'am, at this point, you need it's to start. She's such doing... a bag. Like, why are you yeah, being such a so loser? Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. And Junha, we got like a little weird up because we're like, why is why like literally it became the suspense, <laughs> like Yakuza <gasps> drama or some shit like that. Like Junha okay. must have wait, wait, connections wait, wait, wait. with the so, mom. What ended up happening? Taekyung ends up taking care of the baby. <laughs> Um, the family is like going crazy. Um, yes. Grandma ends up deciding to check up on Taekyung, who just so happens to have told Young Do that she needs to spend the night because you know she right. she has nowhere to go and she has a baby. So then when they right. are, when Grandma arrives, lo and behold, it's Young Do. And mind you, Grandma and Young Do now are like best buds. Like best that friends. is her brighter best die. friends. Like yeah, she yeah. ends up. He's like, she's like, you can't fool me. Why is she here? Have you guys been secretly dated all this time? And you would think she would be upset, but she was like smiling when she's saying these. And yes, I and she was to look at Nat, and I was like, what the actual fuck? Because yeah. thirty-two episodes ago, if you told me <laughs> that I would be rooting for Grandma and being like, fuck Mom, I would have said no. Literally. It's funny because we were watching the scene when they were in the car specifically. Grandma decides she's going to drop Yondu at the hospital after Yondu and Taekyun, you know, convince her basically that it was just randomly that they ran into each other, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't kind of believe it, but also she's like, you know, it's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Yondu's here. I'm seeing this baby. I don't even care at this point, right? So she gives Yondu a ride and she's trying to talk to her and she she kind of blackmails Yondu to give her her address and her phone number and stuff like that. It was very cute. And she's playing around with like baby real. But it was funny because it was like, she literally was just like, I'm going to yell at you, but now I want to hug you. That's literally grandma's feelings about Yondu. Like, she was so angry and mad. But once she got out of her system, she's like, I'm so happy that you're here. <laughs> like, I am just, like, so happy and that we you're here like, and you're back. Wow. Right. Like, this is a... You gotta remember, grandma tried to fight her in the kitchen while she was pregnant. Okay, guys? Like, grandma threw food in her face. Grandma hated her so so much and now yeah. she is like her she basically after important. she drops up after she dropped her at the hospital she she bought all this expensive beef and and food to make sure that she's like she's like so tired and hungry and she had her driver drive it out to her in her apartment where she is out of town so like grandma is yondu's number one supporter sujung is also her number one supporter when sujung saw her thought she saw her in the hospital she didn't yell out yondu she yelled out dosang she 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 yelled out she sister yelled basically out right sister. yeah and so young young like, sister right so basically like those are her two number one supporters and then we saw like you know okay so then basically after that uh she goes back to her hometown she gets her meat who shows up Junha. While she she goes she goes out to get vegetables at the grocery store and she comes back and she sees John Ha's like literally he doesn't know what apartment she lives in so he just decides he's gonna yell outside of her apartment for her to come out Guys, and so she when I tell you this is the most like ridiculous like I could not stop laughing and then Nat and I were just we were just like why are they acting? <laughs> so 
So, because Taekyun grabs her and pulls her and, like, silently, they creep to his car, they drive off silently so that Jenha doesn't see them. And I'm like, is Jenha in the mob? Is that what's going on here? Because it was, like, it was given, like, why? Were, like, filming about to die. Wait. Like, the music, the, 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 the pacing, it was all like, really, I'm, like, is Junho going to kill them? Because the way he he is acting is kind of crazy. He literally calls the uncle and he's like, "Uncle, I know she's there. What's going on?" Blah blah. And uncle's like, first of all, stop calling me uncle. We're not related." Second of all, please stop fucking calling us. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then and he's like, "No, I know she's there. I know she's there." And so we find out too that Junho is trying to get like custody of the baby because he somehow thinks that if he gets custody of the baby. He can blackmail Yondu into marrying him because then she'll also have custody because she's gonna be married to him and like he's gonna have a happy family. Um, so we're dealing with two very crazy people, Sejin and Jenha. They're crazy in different ways, obviously, yeah. but they're they're also just still very crazy and they are kind of working together, but not quite kind of because he hates Taekyung and she hates Yondu. So like even though they love who they love they're still kind of wary of each other because they know, like, she knows that he would fuck over Taekyung any second. He, he hates that man. So he's going to fuck him over if he can. And he knows that she will fuck over Yandu if she can too. So they're kind of, like, working together but not working together at the same time. And and then we have, like, Taekyung who basically, like, he finally laid down the law. And you know what? That's a real <laughs> alpha male. That's what Taekyung is at this moment. Taekyung said, hey, you're staying the night. And hey, we're going to talk. And hey, I miss the fuck out of you. I love you. Please come back to me. And so yeah. that's basically what happened. Like, he basically said to her, you have, this is the last chance you have that I'm letting you go. Right. Because they basically, uh, I forgot who talked to him and was like, you know, if you love her, you need to hold the, contact to her. Stop pretending that you it don't. It was a friend. It was the ex, the uncle's ex, who's her new best friend or whatever, sister or something mm. like that. Remember she called him? But I feel like, yeah, but I him. feel like somebody else said it, though. Oh, no, it was the child. The child is who hunted home to him. No, 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 the child hunted home to Young Do. Who else? Young no, Do. Somebody, Young else. Do. somebody else said it to him, ma'am. In between the friend giving her the address, somebody said it. Was it grandma? Maybe it was grandma. I don't know who it is, but somebody else said something of that sort to him between the friend. And that's why he, I think it was grandma. But anyways, he basically goes and he says to her, listen, this is the last time you have to leave me. You cannot leave me after this time. Like you're stuck with me. And I just, I was grinning like a fool. I was like, that's yeah, a man. Basically, that's yeah, a we were just man. like, we were applauding at that point. You know, you know that meme of the, at the Oscars when everybody's getting up and applauding? That was us at that point. We are just like, yes, tell her, tell her. And so he falls asleep on the couch and she sees him and she's all like soft because she obviously she still loves him. And then he grabs her hand and they and he hugs her and she hugs him back. And that was the end of the episode. It was so sweet. Uh, but okay, so I'll just slow. I'll just quickly go over like the other stuff that's going on. So you know, you little won't. brother. He's not gonna go over. It. Let me go over it quickly. So her <laughs> well, I'm gonna go really fast. The loser brother finally got a job after a year because he's been unemployed like a loser, and he's still dating his Taekyung sister. Uh, but they're not serious because he doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to get married, even though they're basically raising his kid. Who knows? But we do know that basically they have run into the mom 
of Sukyum, his ex, who ran away when she got pregnant. I guess she gave him the baby and just ran away. But she's a manager yeah. at some restaurant, at some sort cafe. And Sukyum goes in to get. She's the owner, you're right. And Sukim goes and gets this watermelon juice that is really good. And so they have like a repertoire already. But he he hasn't made a connection because he hasn't met up with her. It's just the other two. So that's going on. The uncle doesn't know that his ex is with his niece. He just, he knows where she is though. Because Yondu called him. Apparently he's the one who always knows the secrets in this family. Mm-hmm. So he knows and he goes and visits her and the baby. And the ex sees him, but he doesn't see her. So that's going on. And then um, Sejin's parents, his mom is, her mom is annoying as fuck as always. The dad's living at the school at this point. Um, and so that's going on. And then the mom is all like, her mom, Yandu's mom, is all like, oh, I, I know it sounds bad, but I hate the baby and I hate my daughter and I hate everybody because I can't handle emotions and my own prop, like my own reasons yeah, you know, for pushing my daughter away. She's also being a loser. And then other mom obviously is also being a loser. Um, and so we have decided that Sujun and her husband, I can't remember his name. Me is it Mijung? But whatever. Mm. Anyways, Sujun and her husband are the cutest, most adorable couple oh. to ever couple. And they deserve to have a baby. I don't care what they anyone deserve. tells me. They need to have they a baby. Give them as baby. many babies as they want because they are so fucking cute together and they love each other so much and they're so they, happy they and healthy together them. oh my god they're so healthy they like where they speak they talk through their feelings they like it's it's such a healthy and i'm like so on i'm not used to this like it's not such a healthy relationship that i was just like i love them i really really do like i, I really, love really them do. so much and my heart breaks for them because they can't have a baby and that's the one thing yeah. that they do want so much in the and the, fact that and the thing is they love each other enough and he doesn't yes. like he doesn't have bitterness about it he's just like you know right. i feel like you deserve this and like i like you know how like there are people that just deserve to be a mother and that is Sujin. Yes. like Sujin deserves yeah. to be a mother and I love too with Sujung that she has like she's you can tell that she's worked through her issues with not having a being able to conceive with her husband and like now she goes and reads to children at the hospital and she has like a really good relationship with Olive like it's not like if this had been like 30 episodes ago she would have been really bitter about it but yeah, now she's so happy cool. with the baby and like yeah so like she's so happy for everybody and she still sees Yondu as a sister and you know she's just so loving and like her husband is kind of petty spoiled whatever but like he loves her so much and he you can tell that if he could if he had the power he would like magically just impregnate her if he could you know like but I also kind of like too that it seems like they're in a place right now where they're just like we love each other and that's enough you know, even though we can't have that baby that we want. And I I like that. I like I like that they're sort of like they've accepted it at this point and they're just like gonna be happy together. Like obviously I think I I hope that they do have a baby. I don't whether it's biological or not, I don't I don't care at this point. I don't think they even care either. I feel like they are gonna have a baby before the end of the show. But like I do I, I'm really yeah, rooting remember, for them. I am rooting I remember for them so the much. uncle remember the uncle yes it's gonna dad, be the father so, yeah. right right um and so, then with the other ones uh nothing he's just a stay-at-home dad and she doesn't she's a helicopter mom that's it yes oh but the uncle's ex has a son that sujung reads to 
And so we're kind of not sure where that's heading at this point, but it's definitely heading somewhere because nobody pops into the show for no reason. Like that's just doesn't happen so we saw the, the preview for the next episode and it looks crazy crazy guys so we're excited to watch it and we're going to be very excited to let you know what happens so yes that is the real has come i didn't read any books i've just been reading fan fiction i'm sorry guys <laughs> so this is how you know that i am not doing anything i only read one book um wow so i i read not so lucky by Chilina Pucci. So remember the last time I talked about um, Tangled in Tinsel? Yes. So this is book two in the Holiday series, and it follows. Um, I don't remember what that girl's. I don't even remember what the name of the girl in the first book was, but it follows her sister, and her. Basically, what happens is her sister goes to. Um, oh wait, I guess I should. I guess I could. I guess I could read the description. <clears throat> me. Ask me what happens in Vegas. Samantha, what happens in Vegas? Let me tell you. What happens is that you get make out with a stranger and pee in the parking lot drunk, tied a knot with a guy you just met, then allegedly participate in the brave group activities with him and his friends in the honeymoon suite of a five-star hotel. But that's not even the worst part, because after the epic walk of shame, you find out he's some insanely famous bad boy quarterback who's in the midst of cleaning up his act. So now you have to pretend to like him, dot dot dot, sober until you can skip town with an old, with an annulment and a shirt that reads "I'd hit that." Except for bam, tiny hiccup. His personality cancels his ass face. And let's not mention how you definitely took a trip to Pound Town with his friends. So yeah, that's what happens in Vegas. You get not so lucky, even though even when you think you hit the dot pot. Um. So yeah, I mean that's a story right there. Like I, there's nothing else I can really add to it. Um. This. Book, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of confused. Mm-hmm. Did she pee in the parking lot, or was it the guys that peed in the parking lot? I only nobody, asked this because nobody peed in the parking lot. It was just okay. You know, it was just like she's just trying to say that that's how drunk you could have gotten. Like, you know, like, that's like a, that's like a, that's like a, you know, quotations over it. Like, make out with strangers and pee in the parking lot drunk. Okay. Because legit, like, the logistics of having to pee when you're a girl just outside is just, it's very confusing for me. That's why. So, I actually have had, I have not peed in the parking lot. I have had my friends and I've been so drunk that one of my friends stopped and peed in the parking lot. Okay. When we were in college, yeah, when we were in college, it's so funny. Like I remember that memory so vividly too, because I remember us walking up the hill, and then she was like, "I have to pee so bad," because we were like, we were trying to get back to where our apartments were, and our apartments were down by where the we our our apartments were on the were on the top of the hill with like the rest of the upperclassmen. Ours was down near um on the opposite side of where the um freshmen's classes were, right? So we okay. had to go up the hill. Like when we were when we came from the party, we were walking down the hill. And so we we're like, we need to find somewhere to pee. But then it was all faculty buildings, right? And so she <laughs> so she was just like, she just decided to pee in the fucking parking lot. And we said we called it the parking lot of Shafee. And it's so funny because <laughs> now no, because now there's no um there's no what's it called? Like 
now it's not a parking lot that they build like a building there so then we're like oh gone were the days where we would walk by and say oh someone pissed in that parking lot because like they've, they've improved the school so much since we graduated so like now we're like oh it's not there anymore but similarly we did also place on this um this like design school's building and we walked by it the other like we walked by it a couple of days ago with my friend because we were you know we went on like we had uh wedding to attend so we all like hung out or whatever and we were like wait this is a spot that kk pissed in like uh 12 years ago like it's so crazy <laughs> we were just like laughing we were cracking up because we were like what is this why were we like this as teenagers and young college students but anyways the book um not so lucky so she it's there's nothing that really happened i'm gonna be honest that it's only 319 pages and i'm gonna be honest with you um about 200 of those pages are just them fucking and it was it was good it was, it was really nice sessions so I will definitely yeah. be reading the third book in the series. I can tell you that much. But she does end up Yay. just, it's, it's not like, it's not a polyamorous book. It's just like a, it's a book where she is hey. married to the guy and then she, they all have fun together as friends. Because, okay, but she ends so up it's, it's like the male lead. Yeah, so she's married to one dude, but she has group sex or gangbangs, I guess, yeah. with her, his friends. Okay, yeah. sure. I mean, live your life, girl. Um, okay. And it's, so Fine. filthy. What, oh, what? How much did you rate it? I gave it three stars. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, so I did actually finish Secret Invasion. I just remembered it. But I'll be honest with you. Um, it wasn't hitting the way that I thought it was going to hit. Like, I just thought that it was a little on the... Like, it, the buildup didn't really follow through for me. Um, mostly because I just feel like they have done the whole spy thing a lot better in the past with like mm-hmm. Agent Carter and, you know, Captain America and things like that. Even with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I just feel like this, this is like supposed to be one of the ultimate sort of, um, mystery novel, mystery s- stories that kind of ties in, you know, to the Cold War because it is against Russia as always and things like that, even though technically it wasn't, it was versus versus the Skrulls, but they were in Russia, you know, kind of thing. But I just felt like it was kind of dull. Um, mm. it, it read, like, it kind of felt more like a midlife crisis story for, um, I can't remember Samuel Jackson's character's name in this. <laughs> Uh, for um, his character, oh my God, Nick Fury, yes, Mr. Fury, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, it felt like a, a midlife crisis and like a marital problem because it ended up his like. Remember, I told you like his wife kind of showed up and they had that whole thing, and then she she kept being a part of the story. And I'm like, okay, so this is like a midlife crisis for him because you know he's tired basically of being a spy. He wants normalcy he wants to he wants that to end uh and then the blip happened and that fucked up with him even more and that's why he's on the spaceship like living separate from the earth because he just doesn't want to do the spy shit anymore that he's good at and then it's also the fact that like he left his wife behind and they love each other but you know she's a scroll so she's basically has taken over the body of somebody but like they had an agreement so it's not like she just it's not like what the scroll are actually doing on earth uh but 
you know, they're having problems because he abandoned her. He loves her, but he has to deal with stuff himself. And then she's all like, you know, I was a person before I took on this character as well. And so like the ending is of them like kissing and she's going to help him, you know, with what he's doing with this like universe alliance shit. And so like it ended up being like less about the scroll and their secret invasion and more about Nick Fury and his midlife crisis and his marriage. So that was like mm. the weird part for me. I mean, bad guy who kind of had some points dies because that's always what happens. Rhodey is a scroll. We find out that Rhodey might have been like he was definitely a scroll in Civil War now, which doesn't even make any sense when you think about it because he got shot out the air in fucking Civil Civil War, and then um, I mean Tony afterwards gave him like iron man legs you know so it's kind of like how the fuck does he not know this is a scroll because if the scroll gets shot the body literally reverts back to the original form and they have green skin so i'm kind of confused on like how tony didn't know that he was a scroll but then it has bigger implications because that means that he wasn't there for endgame and and um infinity war you know so like that means that he doesn't know that tony died he doesn't know tony had a daughter he doesn't even know about the blip he doesn't know about so much things that happened. Uh, so I don't know. Like it's and now the president. So like the end of it is basically the president has declared war on all aliens who are secretly living on Earth. Uh, so mm. basically, you could have just been minding your business. You didn't even have to be a scroll. You could have just literally been minding your business or Thor, and then the people from Thor's world who are aliens living on planet. He's been, the president of the United States has said basically, "Fuck y'all. I don't trust y'all." Because this is what you guys did. And so it's war, bitch. And so that's happened. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I felt really dissatisfied with, with Secret Invasion. I thought it would have been better, but it wasn't. Um, and it kind of bummed me out because it did seem like one of the better TV shows from Marvel. And it just seemed overall like one of the better um, projects from Marvel lately. But I have high hopes for Loki because Loki has its own sort of feel and it's the second season it's not the first so it, it it's just gonna continue, continue that story that's been going on and so yeah I mean I thought Civil War I guess it's out of 10 right I would give it I would give it a 6.5 out of 10 because yeah I don't think I'll be revisiting it and I like Talos died why did Talos die I like I just mm. there's so much that happened in there that I didn't get and also too this is like the big scene of it was that they took this secret like Tony not Tony sorry Nick Fury has DNA from all the Avengers and so they've been using these machines to create these super scroll who are like stronger than everybody but they want the real thing that they wanted was the DNA of the Avengers so that they could splice it with their bodies and make themselves stronger so this big battle between Gaia who is Emily Clark's sin and uh or emily clark's i can't remember the girl from game of thrones yeah and um, emily clark no amelia clark right amelia clark's yeah amelia 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 yeah amelia clark emily yeah yeah. emily but like amelia so amelia yeah Mm -hmm. so amelia clark who actually did a really good job at playing gaia i think but she's fighting against garvik gravik uh, the black dude and they're the cool thing is that like now they have these parts of like the dna from the avengers so they're fighting and they're fighting with the avengers powers but that was even also confusing because i'm like 
okay, so you have the DNA of Doctor Strange. But Doctor Strange is just a man who had to work to get his powers and then had a gem, one of the Infinity Stones. So it's not like his DNA makes him strong. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have innate powers. He actually had to build them over time. So I was kind of confused about that. Because, like, why? how would you have Doctor Strange's power without his stones? Without any, like, okay. This is what I mean. It's just, like, they wanted to do these things, but none of it made sense. None of it didn't, like, it didn't make sense, okay? Like, Rhodey is a scroll. Yes, that makes sense, but to go so far back to Civil War, which is the third Captain America movie, and, you know, not as good as <laughs> The Winter Soldier, of course. But, like, it, it doesn't make sense to me, personally. I mean, I'm gonna definitely read up more about it and see whatever, but, like, it just didn't make sense. So, that's just my opinion on Secret Invasion. Do better, Marvel. I guess you guys have so much fucking shit coming out that you guys are just, you're, you're okay with just mediocrity <laughs> right now. But, like, Secret Invasion is a huge-ass friggin' story in Marvel. You know, it's like the Phoenix Saga, right? Or Civil War. Like, these are big stories in Marvel-verse. You know what I mean? So I just don't understand why you would put out a project that just wasn't that good. <sighs> but anyways. Let us get into the topics, and we will have topics, I guess, because we've really, literally talked about. We can talk about anything, every, any, and everything. Um, but okay. you know what? They deserve right. some Love Island catch up. So, guys, as of today, yes. we are basically at the end of Love Island UK. Like the only thing that's left is, um, so it's we're at the final dates, right? So our final. Our, and that's going to give us our final four. So the final is due. So the day before this episode will be posted, July 31st is when this the final is. There's a live final and that's when everybody's going to vote. Um, So I think the final four couples are going to be Molly and Zach, um, Ty and Ella, Lachlan and Whitney, and Jesse and Sammy. So what has happened? I don't even remember the last thing I talked about, but there was just so much that happened between like movie night and everything but let me just tell you they had one of the best fucking episodes of this series like three three or two nights ago um and the reason why it's not like the best episode i, I really should have hyperbole like that but because we've had like for the last ever since Catherine left every episode has been very like tame um, not like tame, but like just very like you know standard post Casa more type thing. Even when they brought in that bomb, that new bombshell, whatever. So everything was just kind of running the mill. And plus, we had to get bottled in 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 Scott Abbey, Mitch, and Ella B drama. Like nobody cares. But they brought in. They did like another thing similar to movie night called the Grassies, where like people voted for cap um for categories and. There was like a scene where like Ab- um Abby's saying, Oh, Mitch Mitch said that he couldn't even see a future with you, Ella B. And then she was like, Um, no, he was like, I never said that. And she was like, We'll roll the tapes. And then he was like, Roll the tapes. And then they rolled the fucking tapes. <laughs> wow. And then he wow. the tape of like Mitch is not a sane person. Like there's no <laughs> way this like Mitch moves like here's the thing, right? Mitch moves like he doesn't know that the camera is on him or 
or equally that he knows it's on him so he's gonna give like maximum madness you know what i'm saying because, right like, he literally went from telling ella b like he he he's like fuck abby i don't want to be with her then he tells ella b i want to be with you then the next day he's like then two hours later he tells abby i don't want to be with ella b i don't even want to kiss her and then he sees abby with scott and then he like it's just like it's it's madness they basically also they also at some point in the series they had revealed who the favorite couple was right because we had had a favorite couple vote back when there was way too many fucking people in that goddamn villa there's like there's like 18 there were like i think 18 people in the villa at that point because i think they had like nine couples or something it was a lot of people and so um actually i think yeah no like yeah like eight people like eight um eight times 16 people in that one villa so they did a vote. They had Rita Ora perform. Then they revealed the votes. So they revealed that Whitney and Lockin were the favorite couples. And I hated that they did that because I knew that as soon as they revealed that, everybody was going to start switching up on Whitney and that they were going to also try to give Whitney a villain edit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I knew it. And so what what happened then? Whitney and Lockin, they were voted, they were Rita's favorite couple, and then they had to choose another couple to to them. So between Ella and Mitch and Katie and Uzi, they had to choose. Um, and they chose Mitch. They chose to save Mitch and Ella and dump Katie and Uzi. When they went back to the villa, Tyreek, Mister Man of the Villa himself, he had to like he started piping up and was all like, "Oh, I think you guys chose wrong. You shouldn't have saved them. You should have saved." You shouldn't have saved Kenny and Uzi. You should have saved L. Uh, you shouldn't have saved LMB. You should have saved Kenny and Uzi. They have a better connection or whatever. And then she, it was like, well, I didn't save the better connection. I saved who I thought was a character. Basically, Whitney was like, listen, I saved my friend. Like, Katie is not my friend. Uzi is not my friend. Why the fuck would I save them? Which is, it's valid. You know what I'm saying? Like, if right. she's not friends right. with Katie and Uzi, and at the time, like, I'm not saying, like, her and Mitch are besties, but, like, other than Katie and Uzi bring nothing. Mitch brings the drama. You know what I'm saying? And right, at the end of the day, right. and for all we know, it could have been producers telling her that to save them anyways, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But my thing was, Ty was just bitter that he didn't have a say in that decision because he thinks he's a spokesperson for Villa and he needs a say in every fucking thing. So then after that situation, later, also I noticed that Ella started moving, a, was moving a little bit weird towards Whitney about it because like, once again, she was like Ella B because Ella B used to make made out with Ty back before they came on the villa type thing. But then they did like a, a challenge where people they had to like vote couple like vote each other, vote for different couples to to for different categories. And they'll have categories like, oh, who which couple is worlds apart, which couple is um attention seeking, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely targeted yeah. questions. And so then one of the questions was like which couple is a smug couple and they voted for Whitney and Lockin. And I was like, would you have voted for them had it not been revealed that they were the favorite? And so Whitney right. got offended by that, which honestly valid. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if people are like, oh, you, you darkies are only speaking up for Whitney because you're dark skin. No, I think I, it's valid. Like if, like, especially based on what we've seen, she's been a very like, kind compassionate she's soft-spoken she doesn't yell at people she's been very like compassionate and composed while you watch that like everybody else oops and allers down the, the um villa she does not do that Matt. you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. 
for you to pick me as smug, like it's very clear that you're only picking me as a sm- as smug because I got couple like a uh, main couple. So then she was like, okay, that's she was like, that's fine, we'll take smug. But you could tell that she was hurt by that because out of the the couples that voted her for smug, it like her closest friends in the villa, which is Jess, um, Scott, and Ella. Only Ella chose her as smug because Tyreek obviously chose her as smug. Ella only does whatever Tyreek says, right? Ella, that's the type right. of girl is, unfortunately. So later on, later on, they're like getting ready or whatever, and Ella skips the line for the bathroom and goes into the bathroom. So then her, like, she comes out, and then Ella kind of also did that type of thing where you know how like I don't we grew up with siblings, you know what I'm saying? Like we know how they we know how they get sometimes so ella did that thing where she was like oh i thought you said you were gonna go into the bathroom and she was like well because you jumped in front of me i have to be like i'm working backwards right but like you could tell that Winnie was still annoyed from the smug comment and so then she goes into the dressing room and ella says to her um oh whitney are you the youngest in your family and she was like yeah and she's like you can tell you know, and then so Whitney was like, Ella, you're one of, you're like, no, she didn't even say one of, <laughs> Whitney's so dramatic. She said, you're the most selfish person I know. And then Ella got upset, right? Of course. And so then, and so then they start like, so she, she pulls her, so later in the, the evening, she pulls her aside and they're having a conversation. And then she, Whitney, Ella was like, I know you, like, I know you were probably joking, but I don't like that you call me the most selfish person you know, or whatever. And so then Whitney was like, it's not a joke. Like, I mean that. Like, I call real when I see real. And then Ella's like, oh, you know, you're just upset about it. So, like, they got into a little fight, and that fight lasted, like, a while. But here's my thing, right? Okay. I understand Ella getting upset over being called selfish because she she's yeah. basically saying that, like, if you're my friend... Like, why are you calling me selfish? Like, she didn't even say, why are you calling me selfish? Which is also, which is my thing, too. Like, I'm I'm not picking sides because I knew what producers were trying to do, which was they, they were just trying to create a riff to, to bring down Whitney and to also get people to also bring down Ella. I recognize that. However, I do believe that Ella has proven that she is a bit selfish. Like, she does have princess energy, which is what um, Whitney described it as. And I get Whitney's point of her being upset about Ella calling her smug because she's like, Ella, you're supposed to be my best, like my best friend in the villa, and you called me smug. But then, we, but then at the end of the day, it still is just a challenge, even though there's some truth in it. So I know why Whitney's upset. But here's what here was my problem. My problem was all of a sudden when Ella started crying, everybody immediately in the villa immediately rushed to Ella, started soothing Ella are you okay? Like, that's so wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I was so confused because I was like, why is nobody trying to seek Whitney and comfort Whitney? Like, she, obviously she's upset too. What, because she's not hooting and crying like Ella is? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. But they do end up hashing it out and they're like, you know, it's just like a, 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 a sister fight and then people are like, people like started going crazy because they were like, oh, Whitney's upset about the shower and I'm like, she's not, upset about just the shower she's upset about like the smug thing but like she's also the type of person that she's not going to try and make it known that that's what really that what that's what bothers her as well but like nah there is 12 people in that villa and there is only two showers one inside shower and one outside shower and so they they line up every day like i'm sorry i would have got mad if somebody cut like 
when I'm supposed to take a shower too. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I would be pissed. Yeah, so basically, so then after that, like, I noticed that Tyreek kept giving, like, little snide comments and just being a fucking weirdo. So then they had the Grafties, which is basically movie night part two, and they revealed, like, so much shit. Like, they revealed the scene where Tyreek said it's a shame that it was their last kiss for him and Ella B. And then because he got upset with that, he started, like, just pissed pissing on everybody and Lockin had a clip in it where he's being quote unquote snaky in the clip he was literally telling Whitney that Mitch said that Abby gives him the ick right that's all he did in the clip wow. but Tyreek was like Tyreek was like oh why are you pillow talking so much with your girl and then he was like I'm in a couple like I, I'm gonna talk to my girl but he was like oh bro code blah 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 so then Whitney was like but what's the problem and then he was like yo shut up I'm talking to your man and I was like excuse me yikes yeah every clip I've seen of, Ty- of Tyreek is just like he gives really stereotypical dude energy yeah. and I hate it like it's just so yeah. gross Exactly. And so then, and then, like, in the, like, so not tonight's episode, but the episode before, he comes and he's, like, ready to, like, he, he like, apologizes or whatever, because he was, he was just like, you know, I realized in the moment that I was wrong, then why didn't you apologize in the moment that you realized that you were wrong? Because he wanted to why make a did... show of it later. And then my thing, no, but that's the thing, too, like, you, and, and this is, I'm a, pr- I'm a firm believer of you embarrass me in public you apologize to me in public as well. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, like, he literally, because, yeah. like, he told her to shut up in front of everyone, but then pulled her to the side to offer an apology. Like, no, you should apologize to me in front of everyone and be like, yo, I shouldn't have spoke to you that way. You know what I'm saying? But, right. yeah. So right. now they're, now they're, now we're just watching, now they're dates. I didn't watch this episode, and I, I'm not going to, because it's just, it's just three, the, the, the dates I don't care about, like, it was Mitch and Abby's date, um, Ella and Tyreek's date, and Zach and Molly's date, and I don't care. Um, I, I probably actually won't even watch any episode, like, none of the episodes until the, because I, I won't have time, you know, I have a, yeah, I have a busy weekend, but yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I, in an ideal world, Whitney and Lockin will win, just because I love Whitney, and I really think she deserves to win. I really do. And the thing is, the type of person that she is and the personality that we've seen, She's going to win regardless. Just like Ella, Ella is going like ignoring Ella's loser man. She's gonna get so many fashion deals. It's like she's already a model, right? But yeah, after this okay. show, she's gonna get all of the fashion deals for sure. But yeah, that's good. Anyways, so topic. So why yeah. do you hate when fic authors don't tell you or don't give you descriptions? Go. Okay, so. Uh, I just really, first of all, I think on Archive of Our Own, AO3, I think they do it, first of all, so that they can manipulate the kudos, because kudo, not the kudos, sorry, the the hits for their um, fanfic, because it makes it seem like it's more popular than it is, when in reality, people are just like, I don't know what the fuck this story is about, so let me go into the story to see if there's a description before I decide if I'm going to read it or not, so there's that, but really, actually, what is, like, I think a lot of times too is basically people on like I generally read on archive of our, or of our own. So like I think a lot of times people either over tag things 
to the extent where you kind of know what's going to happen or they under tag and then you get surprised afterwards. Like they put the author note in the notes after the story, after that chapter's done. So it's like mm-hmm. you read it, you get triggered and then you go to the fucking notes at the bottom. You're like, oh yeah, this chapter had this, this and this. And it's like, well, maybe you can tell me beforehand. Just throwing that out there. But my bigger problem is I hate when people write things that I, they know are you know triggers or traumas or whatever and then they write in like you know just this just a reminder guys this is a you know a a very dark story because you know I wanted to talk about real dark topics and you know if you're an adult and you can handle them you can read my story and I'm like "Mm, I don't think that's how that works I don't think the level of maturity you know is going to dictate what triggers somebody from what doesn't trigger somebody exactly. you know we all have our own fucking traumas so it it reads to me like you're the child first of all like i would understand if people saw that all the warnings and they still read it and then they had a problem with it and then wrote like you know really bad you know comments about it afterwards because that's dumb it's like if this says non-con and you go in and you're like oh, I, I just don't understand why somebody would write this like okay you don't I'm understand but it's, really it's like different like like that's like that's stupid right that's childish but if somebody says this is going to be in it and then they but they also prefer like I noticed that actual authors do that too they kind of like make like oh I just like to write deep dark things that adults like and I'm like um I really don't think that you know a gang rape is like an adult like obviously it is adult (laughs) but I don't think that like like I don't think that determines how adult you are with how readily you are to accept that you know what I mean and I think that's a problem with fan fiction and published novels these days with how people want to go as dark as possible but they also want to shame you for like being like "Ooh, that's a bit dark you know what I mean like I just I just don't understand it I, I, hate I understand it. I hate exactly it. what you're saying though like because like they'll be like oh blah 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 but you know there is a point that you made that I agree with so here's my thing right and I know some mm. people are like they don't like trigger warnings because they think it spoils the book and I'm like I don't think that I think that if you trigger warn it to the extent that you need to that there's no there's nothing that's gonna like it's not gonna like how is it gonna like how is you trigger warning something saying warning this book contains dubcon blah 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 like um somophilia uh I don't know give me something else but you know what I'm saying like um sexual assault on page or sexual assault off page like how is saying stuff like that spoilers like I don't think that's spoilery that just means that this is stuff that's contained in the book but like if you're telling if you're gonna be like like but there's some authors though that I think do go the extra extra mile with it because like for me like if you just give me a simple trigger warning to be like oh trigger warning like there is a unseen assault or like even before a chapter because I've, I've had a book where somebody does that where they're where they're like warning there is a assault in this chapter type thing I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I get that. But then there's, like, and that's all I need. Honestly, all I need is, like, when I open the book and I, and I start the book and you tell me, be, um, be mindful. In this world, in this book, you're going to find sexual violence, blah, 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 stuff like that. You can decide if you want to read or not. You know what I'm saying? I'm content yeah. with that. But some people, like, I forget which author it is, but this author, she did, like, a whole, like, step, like, this happens on page six this happens on page nine this happens page 24 and I was just like oh why do I need to read the book then 
you know it's funny that actually does kind of remind me too like there's some authors who on like e rated e fiction who will be like oh guys if you don't want to read any smut it's on this chapter and i'm like um that's the whole point of reading ebook e fan fiction like that <laughs> literally like what is the difference between an m and an e rating one's explicit sexual material Content. and one's just yeah. mature themes you know like the reason that people are here is to read the smut ma'am you don't need to be like oh if you don't like smut you can just skip this chapter. no no that's the per that's the whole reason that people are here ma'am like it's, it's really that, strange to me and that reminds me of what you said similarly people who pick up books and they're like oh this book was just this book was so smutty and there was so it's so much explicit content in it and i'm just like but if you read the trigger warning, it told you that there was explicit content. Like, what right. are you, what are you on about? And like, I remember some, like, so I, like someone in the reviews for, um, what's it called? For the book that I read, Not So Lucky, they were like, oh, there is group sex scenes in this. And I'm like, it's literally in the description. Why are you upset? <laughs> you know, it's funny though. I something that you said too about how people um shoot. I totally forgot. I like I was literally about to say it and I'm like, oh, how people um like they they kind of write like really like you know, non con, water sports, blah blah blah, like all the kind of stuff, right? And they 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 don't they feel like it's spoilery to mention it. I feel people who say that write these things as bigger plot points than they need to be. And the thing exactly. is, in your novel, in your story, or, you know, a rape scene or, you know, something that's dubious content or whatever, like that stuff should not be so important that if somebody finds out it happens, it's like a make or break part of the story. Those things, literally, like in my opinion, when it comes to very like, you know, these, these, these types of like themes or content or whatever you should be able to remove it from the story because the plot i don't think should ever really be that dependent on a smutty scene on a gangbang scene on you know a stalker's dubious content scene on you know like any of these tropey things you know when we did that well like, i guess um, it, i guess it thrillers? depends on i guess it depends on if the type of book so like books like but then it's also like if if you're if you feel like you're 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 giving a spoiler by saying that there's a um, not like a dub con or a non con scene. Um, in a stalker romance, I feel like that's a given. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, yes. not like a yes. given. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I feel like certain books you you tailor your expectations to it. Like, if you're reading Haunting of Adelaide, where in the description it's this man is telling you how he's haunting his prey. Like, you have to expect right. that some kind of fucked up shit is happening. So when I see people complain about like books in that aspect which is like like you said when like when when people get like go into books and read certain descriptions and like see trigger warnings and stuff and then complain that this is what is in the book I'm just so flabbergasted by that you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and the but, thing is like yeah when I read ahead. a book and then I was like I, you know I, I I don't care what anyone says I appreciate you telling me certain things that you think might be triggering like you're right. telling me, warning! There is a unseen birth at at any point in this. Book. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know if they're describing the birth. Exactly. Yeah. I want to know. Like literally, if if this person is pregnant for the most of the story, I want to know this so I don't have to read it. I'm sorry. I just exactly. I don't want to read it. So like it's like I I do respect that, especially and but once again, 
like a lot of that stuff should be in the synopsis or the description if they write it properly like once again if this is a stalker dark romance you're going to expect that there's going to be some weird con- consent issues because it is a fucking stalker romance. If this is a, um, you know, we slept together, we got drunk, we slept together, and we're having a baby thing, like, you don't have to have a trigger warning that, you know, there might be pregnant sex or something like that in it because yeah, you're going you to expect it because it's a romance story about somebody who's exactly. pregnant. Right. Exactly. But, like, authors, I think, get really weird about it and then readers get really weird about it and it's just, like, there's this, like, there's no standard. You know what I mean? Like, and then you have, there's, there's, so you have people who complain about the lack of information and they have people who complain about too much information and there's no balance. Like, it's so frustrating. Sometimes you have to kind of go into things and just be like, okay, well, I don't know what this is about because there's no fucking description. Um, And so I'm just going to go into the story and hope for the best. And, you know, usually it works out, but sometimes it doesn't. And it's very strange. The whole thing is like really, 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 really strange to me. But I will say last so week. What are some of what are mm-hmm. some of your like like if you were reading a book and then all of a sudden this just popped up and you'd be like, what the fuck? What what it what is like one of that for you? Oh, that's like, hard. For me, I, I think, like yeah. like for me, I I cannot if I read a book and a rape scene happens, I immediately stop reading it. Like even if I and so it's like that that's something that I need to know about. Ahead, ahead of time yeah yeah no absolutely yeah yeah I would say that if literally if she gets pregnant and you know like I'm two chapters into this book I'm sorry like I'm just I'm just gonna probably stop reading it uh because <laughs> I feel like I, I don't know I just like I'm not here for like uh you romancing this pregnant lady unless it's the real have come um but you know like I'm just not into it I think ah, if there's more if yeah if there's more I'm checking out um if there is like really really gruesome things for no reason I'm checking out uh it depends how far in the book I am for like some of that like more dubious content stuff but also depends on what I'm reading because if I'm reading something called like stock by the boogeyman I'm gonna expect shit like that anyway so it's like yeah so for me for me dubcon is not like an immediate I'm not gonna read it because right once again it just depends on the story like if I'm if right. you are labeling yourself as a dark romance, then I'm gonna expect some type of like dub con weird scene or something of that type nature scene to happen. So I'm not like, but if I'm re- if I'm reading like something that's just like, oh, this is a small town romance, and then it's her like love interest that has like a dub con scene, and I'm just like, huh, you know? Right, right. I okay. This is a little probably like maybe very particular of me but like I think if there's a lot of like grammatical errors in the book I'm gonna stop reading oh, it. if there's weird if there's weird spacing like, and stuff like that to too be, I'm gonna read it to, I'm gonna stop there's reading a it. certain voice that I need to have when I'm reading a yes book. like I don't know how yes. to explain it but there's sometimes when I will I read a book and then like it's not like I have to click with the writing for me to like right. keep reading especially it's if so it's, weird if it's like first person like some people write first person like I guess maybe the yes. way, like not as I, a writer but as the way that like they're writing a diary and it just feels weird to me there's like it's so weird like I, I noticed that too because like not all first person is created the same same with right. same with third person so I this is right. a recent it, this is a recent it that I found out with third person but I hate when I'm reading a third person book and it will be like 
Nikki walked over to the, the room and picked up the book. Nikki looked over at, at Nat and said, <laughs> what's going on? Nikki. Oh, yes. And I like, instead too. of saying like yeah. she or her, every minute it's Nikki or the other person. And I'm like, you can, you know, you can use pronouns, right? Like, Right, right, like, you know, like, it, it's it's not gonna make you, like, it, it, I guess maybe they're, like, transphobes or something like that, and they just hate pronouns altogether, so they just refuse to use them, but, like, it, it's kind of, like, I, I understand what you mean, like, with that type of writing, and I mean, I read a lot of fan fiction, so for me, like, there's sometimes there's really good stories, topics, and then I go into the to the to read it and I'm like ooh I can't I can't read this it's just it's it's just not it's like, working it's for me so like it's so distracting to me because then right, I'm just thinking right. like like reading that blah 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 and I'm just like oh my god stop <laughs> right right uh but I think like it's mostly I I don't read a lot of like. Like, it's really funny for both of us because you like, you know, the reverse harem stuff like that. I personally don't. Um, I do. So, like, if I'm reading something and, like, the lead, especially if it's the lead male sleeps with, like, an ex or whatever and, like, that happens at the beginning of the book and they go into whatever, I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I don't know if I, I can stop I, reading I, it, but I just don't like it. I literally, I thought you were going to say, like, if it's a a, a, a man, like, read uh harem and i'm like yeah i don't read those books i don't like oh, like I'm yeah, like, yeah no, the, no, girl, no. the girl at the center of anyone's attention but you gave me a good point i don't read too i don't read i'm not against it but if i am reading something and then i i realize the other woman drama just becomes or the other man drama becomes too much i yeah. get like very uh, irritated case in point remember we read the wrong bride right right and then I read the, and then I read the next book which also had other women drama and then I try I started to read the third book and then I was like no why am I doing this to myself Nikki don't do this you don't you don't do this but then I realized yeah. that the, the girl was exactly like all the other two like the two girls before her except this one's a little bit more timid and I was just like I'm nope no thank you I stopped reading it I'm proud of myself. I did not hate. I did not hate read whatever that name of that book is. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, I get it. I hate. I hate that too. Like it's funny. I think it really does depend on the strength of the writing and how they write it. Because like one of my favorite favorite books and like movies because it's adapted is. Um, something borrowed. Something borrowed. Yes, I know you. Were, you knew what I was talking about. And I usually like. No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna lie. I, I I can admit it. I do like me a good cheating story. Say what you want. I don't believe in cheating in real life, but I do like like the emotional impact of a good cheating story. Okay, so like something I, borrowed, I think, I think I've is read any cheating stories or any like good cheating stories. I would say, but anyway, that's just me personally. I just I was just thinking about yeah. like if I've read any stories that like surround the cheating or involve the cheating or anything. But anyways. I think I read it more in fan fiction and then in like published novels because I, I feel like I think it's more of me being petty. So like if I'm reading like Aruko and Ichigo fic, if he's cheating on Orihimi, I, I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. You know what I mean? So I think that it really just kind of is it's I mean, also just me so being petty. Here's and I my like thing. It. Yes. I I don't condone cheating, however, if the cheating leads yes. to my ship, 
then Just it's okay. Getting together, yes. And I will, and, I will and, admit, and I recognize and I admit that hypocrisy, but it is what it is. I, yes. I will stand in this hypocrisy in this I will admit. In that I will be like, fuck every cheater in the, in the world, but if you cheat and I get my shit, then it's okay. It's okay. Like, I... One of the fanfiction authors, I read like so many of her st- her stuff. She literally has a tag that says "not for Sakura fans" because there's like she writes a lot of like Naruto and Sasuke, and basically it seems like every time she has a bad day, she just writes something about Sakura being a bitch and Sasuke she not her Naruto. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> she has a fan base for this, okay? It's fine. But if you if if like I'm watching One Tree Hill and Lucas cheats on Brooke with Peyton, I'm ready to fight Lucas. You know, like, I get it. Yeah. I'm a hypocrite. Period. It's fine. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. That's, 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 <laughs> that's fact. Like, like, if you're, if, if someone in my ship gets cheated on and it's fuck that man, fuck that person, but if it cheated yes. me for my ship, it's fine. And yes, you best believe that I will be dragging anybody if I don't like that ship and it, it comes out of cheating, I'm gonna drag it. Like, I don't care. Yes, Jeremy and Anna. But anyway. Exactly. <laughs> No, I will admit, I will caveat that and say that when Lucas cheats on Brooke in season one, I actually wasn't that mad about it because I felt like everybody and their mama, including Brooke, knew that Lucas and Peyton were in love with each other. And I was kind of just like, Brooke, you're kind of fooling yourself at this point. Like, I'm sad about it and I'm mad on your behalf, but I feel like you knew deep down that this man didn't really, like, he liked you, but he didn't really like you like that he, he knew he wanted to be with Peyton okay but it was a second time when even though Lucas didn't cheat on her and Peyton was the one who kissed him and he didn't tell Brooke about the kiss that was when I got real pissed um I don't condone right. now Brooke. you now you now you make me want to rewatch that that scene where, <laughs> no not once you hill but just what um I have like one of my favorite like brew kisses like um, it's called the Brutus Tribute, like this YouTube um, video, and I love okay. watching it, and I only want to watch it, but anyway. Oh, um, you mean because um, any I just need you to need me back. Me back? Yes. Oh, I wanted you to why fight for me. Fight for me, Lucas. Why would you not tell me about the kiss? <laughs> and why um, won't you ever just let me all the way in? All the way in. <laughs> Anyways, um, I never meant to hurt you, bro. Guys. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna watch some Brucus videos after this. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening. Hi guys. Thank you for this. You know, this was actually a lot of fun after like very stressful days. I think uh, this yeah. was a lot of fun. So thank you guys for being here. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can reach us at uh, Gmail at sojuchronicles at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, uh, where I am cursing about Naruto and at Soju Chronicles. <laughs> you can find me at T22Nat, or you can find you at XOX. You know, honestly, I just type in XO and you pop up. So that's kind of how I know you. Or at Iwana's. Ioni. Ioni's. Yes. Ioni Ioni, melanin. Melanin. <laughs> yes. I really hope you guys get your old name back someday in the future. Who knows? But anyways, yes. That's how you guys can reach us if you have any comments, questions, concerns. And we're gonna go. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.